0: That's
1: one small step for man, one giant leap for man. This is the Cosmic Voice. Nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is season five, episode 23. I am here with my co host, Chris (laughs) Natalini. What's up, everybody? And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, to another show. Chris, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, then it is a good morning. We are recording this in the morning. So, yes, it is a good morning so far. My day hasn't started yet. It will. But I have good intentions today.
1: Good intentions. You got to have good good intentions.
0: I woke up and have good intentions. Say if you listen to our last show. You will understand that. If not, then you probably should go back and uh, listen to it. Definitely is one of my favorites up till now. It's definitely one of my top five favorite shows that we've done. It was
1: a great So I woke episode.
0: up today with good intentions for my day. A little excited. The weather's not uh, cooperating today. It's a little gloomy, like we had said off the air. But whatever. Hey, man, it is what it is. It's you know, still a day. We still woke up above ground, and it's
1: a good start, right? Yeah, it's a fantastic start. Any day you open up your eyes and go, okay, I made it, I guess it's a good start. And you make the best of it every day, right? And here we are, yeah. early morning, yeah. recording another show. And like we've been talking about the last couple episodes, we are creeping to the end of the season. I we guess, are. I don't know where it's gone, but it's gone to 23 episodes, so it's amazing. Easy to, Yeah. It's crazy, man. You know, we say this all
0: the time, like, as we get older, time just goes faster, it's amazing to me. I yesterday me and the wife were out running errands and we left early and then I looked at my watch and it was like three thirty and I'm like, Oh my god, like where did the day go? Like it's just it just yeah, flies, flies by
1: man. It
0: flies by. So I stopped telling my wife to do this too, you know, we'd wake up and as a goof, you know, the first thing you do in the morning goes a Friday yet especially if it's a monday and you know like i like I, I stopped doing that because you know you 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 find yourself you're rushing to the weekend then you're just doing it all over next thing you know you're like 50 weekends in and, yeah. you know there's another year you know what i mean like so i stopped doing that i just take it i wake up and go it's a day and uh, you know i'm gonna handle this day today and not even worry about tomorrow and I'm trying. I'm getting better at that. You know, when you go, is it Friday yet? You're just rushing your week,
1: man. And that's not good because the time just flies by. You're compacting everything, cramming it into mm-hmm. like two days, and it's crazy. Yes. And so a number of years ago, I finally started to say to my wife, I go, we're adults. If we want to do something on a Tuesday night, we're allowed. Right. We're paying that's for right. it. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. You know what I mean? I want to stay up a little later. Not like I can. It's just kind of like for some reason, <laughs> I just start shutting down. But... But I tell myself I have the right yeah, to stay up yeah, later. Exactly. Yep. That's right. I'm going to watch another episode, so hit play. <laughs> My wife will go. Well, what do you want to do? Well, I go. What time is it? She goes. It's nine thirty-three. I go. Well, let's let's do another episode. She goes. Are you going to make it? I go. <laughs> I go. Well, and I'm insulted, but she's absolutely right. Am I going to make it? <laughs> and and you know, the macho in me goes. Just hit play, will you? 20 minutes later I'm out <laughs> opening credits yeah oh I'm going um I'm going what happened what happened to that person did they did they live did they die I'm not telling you you have to watch it on your own. And I never do. I never do. So you know, I binge watch, but I only binge watch seventy five percent of the each episode because I'm you know Dude, it's so that is so it's true. So it's so crazy. It's so crazy. True. It's just a nutbag But you know what I mean? But it, it is, it's like i I don't know, man. It's crazy. But I so I try not to do that either. It's like I try to take yeah. each day as best I can and unfortunately I try to cram as much as I can into any day so it's not just yes. the weekends. Yeah, I'm usually yes. doing work over the weekend, so then you go. You know, what happened to Monday, the weekend? Monday comes around and people go, "How was your weekend?" Too fast. Yep, yep, exactly. I that,
0: I am guilty of that too. When I go in the office tomorrow, but how'd you weekend? I'm going to go too fast. I need another day. Too
1: fast. You know, you could too have. Fast. You could have to, off 25 days. Oh, from work and somebody listen. goes, "How was the vacation?" Went too fast. To went too fast. Yep, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That is absolutely true. We because we do. We often wear ourselves out on the time that we have available to us because we're trying to make up for lost time. It's crazy. Well, yeah, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we've somehow in our lives gotten to this point where we, you know, and you, I always see the memes, you know, you we work, you know, eight hours a day and you sleep for eight and you only have so many. Like, it's so true. Yeah, like, it, is know, we, it, it is crazy. It is crazy. Like, who? Who? and I say it all the time. Whoever invented the five-day, eight-hour work week or nine-hour, ten-hour, that's pretty average for most people at this point, I hope suffered a very slow and...
1: Painful <laughs> You that's... know, the average concrete quarry worker, the average, which is a large percentage of that demographic, works 60 hours a week normally. I do. I believe that's, that. that's their believe normal that. work hour week. It's normal to them. It's crazy. I believe that. Yeah. It no, is crazy. Nothing under is. 50 hours for that line no, of work.
0: It's, it's crazy to me, bro. And then, you know, and you know, I, I mean, I pull in an average. 9 sometimes 10 but i pretty much average a 9 hour day you know i'm just a truck driver so not just truck driver but i'm a truck driver so i can't imagine i know how much scheduling time i have trouble with in my life so i can't imagine these people that work doctors hours oh or, yeah you know, it's like crazy. hospitals or it's know, crazy it is I, crazy. I think
1: that the newer, not that again, this is has nothing to do with the topic or theme of this show. But a lot of people, critics today, complain that the newer generation, the younger generation, doesn't want to work. They don't want to put the time in. They don't want to make that commitment, that dedication. But there's that sentiment among that generation. It's like they've watched generations before work these long hours until their 60s, some people into their 70s, because people are working longer because. Yeah. They have to. They can't afford they have something, to. or they, yeah. didn't, you know, they didn't plan correctly, and then they only have a few years to enjoy it. And some of them don't even make that because you're already yeah, so true. So there's that mentality. It's like, well, why should I put this in? I'm not getting really anything in return. And and you know, with the new model today, there isn't pensions, and some companies don't offer good 401ks. It's up to you to make your own investments. So there's no vested interest on both sides anymore. Yeah. True. You know? and it's true. It's as, as true. It's very true. As companies rise and fall and cut strings, there's no attachment. So you got people that are moving from job to job every couple of years. They're hopping around either position and or money. You know, they follow the money trail, so to speak, right? And I understand that because as our economy keeps skyrocketing in terms of what it's costing us to survive, and we've talked about this before, you know, because musicians are having the same issue right with touring because everything's more expensive but the the, the artist isn't making any more money it's right right some aren't making yeah. anything yeah. so they're not even yeah. breaking even like we talked about yeah. like breaking even's a good thing but yeah. that's not even yeah. happening but think about what's happening in regular life i mean as gas goes up as food prices goes up and you know clothing everything else but wages aren't changing You can understand why people are job hopping. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. And unfortunately, one of the thought processes or one of the choices, like, you know, the A, B and C box is I'm not going to do anything at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and they get that idea. That's why I think the sentiment in that younger generation to have socialism, have the government take care of us, is so predominant. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't really want somebody giving me handouts and helping me out. I prefer to do it on my own. The last thing I want is somebody to dictate to me what cell phone carrier I have to use, when I can go buy toilet paper, and because of my last name, I can only get gas on Monday, Friday at 12 midnight and Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I don't know. Do you remember that? In the 70s when you had to go get gas you know, on certain days? You know, I didn't remember till you started to kind of get into the story. And I'm like,
0: oh, like, yeah, that kind of sounds familiar to me.
1: Yeah, I remember sitting in, in lines, you know, my parents in the car and, we're, and we're, it was just normal. You know, yeah. no one complained about it per se. I guess they did. But after a while, it was just something you had to do if you wanted to get gas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's so sad. It's just, it's crazy
0: that, you know, that we're in this time and, and our generation, and our, our parents' generation, like, works and works and works and then retires and unfortunately, you know, passes away. And kind of life did they live, you know, and just working all the time and not really enjoying, you know, what you're supposed to enjoy?
1: Yeah, it's a crazy system. And maybe we do need a little bit of tweaking here and there. So life expectancy. And I don't mean just the length of time. But what you can expect out of life can be a little better in a sense. I don't know, you know, because not everybody gets the opportunities to experience no. life right. and what it has to offer. I mean, it's a shame that it's down to a very small percentage of billionaires that can enjoy what life has to offer or the life that they can create because they, right. they have the, the means to where everybody else is creating that life for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's true. Man, Eddie, what, ha- what, happened what happened to this show? What happened to this show? My head hurts. Oh, my God. It's like one of those time travel Star Trek episodes. You're like, what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Where are we at? It's, it's- Ross the Boss. Take it down. This is Steven Pearson from Rat the Rat Bastard. You're listening to a Cosmic Voice. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's get right to the topic. Today's episode is about music and family, the balancing act. Now, it doesn't just have to be family. It could be friends. It could be if you have a job and you're touring. You know, I mean, you could be balancing both things. You could, you could have a full-time job in touring. You could do a part-time job in touring. You could be a contractor. And so you're only working so many months out of the year, and then you allow the other time in the year to tour. I've met teachers over the years on the road that they don't do anything between September and June, but end of June, middle of June to August, they're touring. They're on the road. Yeah. I remember Pat Benatar used to do that. Like, their kids were young. They didn't do anything during the school year, but they toured every summer. They would do summer tours. It is a balancing act. Even if you're young, super young, you may not realize it because you have all this focus self-focus right it's in the moment it's what i'm doing it's me 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 and that's okay but yeah you do find if you just kind of reflect for a second oh i still have to do this i'm still responsible for this whether you're going to school or you know and doing this job and this and that i mean there's tons of stuff what do you think buddy how you've been handling it all these years some of that nat wisdom (laughs) (laughs) natwisdom.com I don't know if it's wisdom, but, uh,
0: you know, I, I think that one thing, and I've run into this more now as I've gotten older, I think the one thing is that it's very important that you have to, and again funny enough going back to our last episode communication I think that it's super important you know when you have a partner even if they're not into what the kind of music that you do or understand it you have to kind of lay that out and go listen like this is my passion this is what I really enjoy this is what keeps me going you know on a day to day basis and and you know there's going to be some sacrifice there's going to be time away and I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do but you know there, there has to be some kind of open communication and understanding. That's one thing that I've always found very important. I've pretty much laid that out right away or, or, you know, the people that I've been involved in through the years or the. People who I've been involved with through the years, like they always kind of knew that going into it, that I am an artist. uh, This is my passion. It means more to me. It means so much to me. Music is literally a part of my life. Honestly, if I'm not writing or playing, and I'm listening to it, any aspect of the day, if if I'm just getting ready for work, and you know, I have music on, or you know, just driving to the local convenience store that's five minutes down the road, like I have music on. I don't very rarely do I sit. Sometimes I sit in silence, but not very often. Um, I just love music. So having that open. Communication to go listen, like this is my passion, and you know, there's going to be times where I'm going to be away, and there's sacrifices that I have to make. It's just something that I'm heavily involved in, and if that person understands and that, that's, I mean, that's a, an amazing thing to be able to have that understanding and you're not getting a lot of stuff in your private life for you to be able to do this. Like I said, as I've gotten older, there have been many people in my life that their relationships have caused them some grief, some heartache because the person doesn't understand that passion now. On that note, you know, if people have kids and families, then obviously it's a little different. You know, there also has to be that kind of balance, I think, even if you have kids and a family, and you could probably attest to this more than anybody, you know, there has to be that balance, but also too, there has to be that commitment too. Like, I, I totally understand that sometimes having kids and a family, you know, that that kind of stuff comes first before a band, because music for most of us are, are a passion, you know, with hopefully an end goal to be somebody. And to be successful, whatever your first successful is. But sometimes, you know, family does come first. Kids do come first. Family does come first. And I have seen that through the years. I have been in bands with guys that have kids. You know, sometimes things take precedence and I totally understand that. I understand it more now, especially that I'm older. I didn't realize I was younger because I didn't have that experience. Now that uh, I've gotten older, I do. I do surround myself with people that do have families and, and um, you know, they're they're kids are everything to them, which I totally, totally understand. And that's just something that you kind of have to realize that me, being in a band, being in two bands, actually, with guys that have kids, you kind of also have to be understanding of their situation, too. Sometimes family does take presents, and I, especially young kids, because a lot of my a couple of my guys in my one band have super young kids. So, uh, you know, that could be hard at times too, but, you know, they have that understanding with their partner that, you know, that this is something that we also have to do. And sometimes we have commitments and those commitments are made ahead of time. Then you have to follow through on those commitments. Again, there's always gray areas because sometimes stuff comes up and I totally, you know, understand. Balancing with me and not having kids, it's hard. So I can't imagine the guys, the people that do have kids, how much harder it is. I don't have kids and it's hard because I am balancing work. I am balancing relationships. I am balancing, you know, I do have a widowed mother who's getting older. I, My mother-in-law is the same. She's also widowed and getting older. So we take care of our moms. You know, there's personal life, time to squeeze in with friends, time to, you know, do parties and, and then it's travel, you know, your vacations and um It's hard, man. It's hard, but you have to just kind of plan as much as you can. Realize that sometimes things aren't always going to work out. Like, again, like we were saying in the last episode, and just kind of learn how to handle it. It is not easy. I mean, it's not. And again, I don't have kids. So I know how hard it is for me to balance it. Now, you and I have spoken in previous episodes where, you know, we're sometimes we've missed birthday parties. Sometimes we've missed cookouts. Sometimes we missed weddings. Sometimes we missed funerals. I mean, I, I know I did only a handful of years ago. I had to miss a family member's funeral because we were traveling to California. I didn't want to cancel the show because we had put a lot of work into it. A lot of people bought tickets. There were people coming. And, you know, I, I did have, there were other people. It wasn't just me. And I know that that family member I talked to, I've talked to other family members. And they were like, no, because this the person who passed away, they they would want you to go. They would tell you he was still here. He would tell you, no, you don't come to my funeral. You go to California and do your thing. Like I know you would want to be here. You know that again, just open communication with people, and people have to understand where you are. And and there was an interesting thing for me because with missing that funeral, uh, I mean, obviously my wife didn't go with us to California, so she was kind of. Present at my family member's funeral, so she kind of represented the both of us. It was interesting for me because you know it's not like this is my living. You know, unfortunately, I, I can't live on what this passion that I do. So it was interesting to me because there have been interviews I've read with, um you know, like major artists that have said. I, I think the singer Freck says too. Uh, Steve, I think I read an interview with him not too long ago. I think I mentioned another show too that he said he missed his own mom's funeral because. They were going overseas. I think they were going to Brazil or something. He was like, I'm responsible for a core group of people making money. So I couldn't be at my mom's funeral. So for him to not be at his mom's funeral on his level is different because a lot of people, if he were to cancel, a lot of people would have lost money. I'm sure everybody would have understood it, but everybody would have lost money with me i mean nobody's losing money i mean well i shouldn't say that because the show still would have gone on without us there it wasn't like we were the only band it was a festival but people were excited to say us. but like if i can't you know if i could make it and the band canceled it would only have just been the five of us who weren't going so that was an interesting thing for me to deal with on the way to california because i was like man i you know i kind of feel i know he would have wanted me to play and not be there but i kind of felt weird that i wasn't there and then but that was just something you know that's just one of those things where it's just balancing act like you just kind of have to what Is best where you're going to look at yourself in the mirror the next day and go, I'm okay with this. You know, I'm okay with these decisions because ultimately that's you have to live with yourself, whether it's, you know, regret or, you know, you feel bad or whatever. And you kind of have to look at yourself. So you have to make decisions based on what's best for you. Goes with guys and women who have, who are artists and families that are trying to make that balancing act. And sometimes, again, like I said, families come first, even in rehearsals. You know, somebody has something to do with their kids. It is what it is. You just kind of figure it out. It's not easy, man. It is not easy. I've seen many artists divorce because of this life that we live. And some of us live every day and some of us try to live it. Uh, A lot of relationships don't last. You know, when relationships don't last, I wonder if because some people don't understand the passion that we have for what we do. People don't understand that, you know, they go. Oh, it's just a hobby and you're just making music and you're just screaming your head off. And and I don't think people realize how important, at least for me, I don't think people realize how important this is for me. Even just for my everyday life, like, you know, to be able to look forward to that next hangout, that next writing session, the next recording, the next show. Like, that means a lot to me. And, and I don't know if people understand that. I think people just go, ah, it's just, you know he's just trying to be a rock star that'll never happen so if he misses rehearsal or doesn't you know cancels a show or doesn't go to a show like it's okay but it's not i
1: I don't think people understand the passion that we have for what we do i agree i agree there sometimes isn't the complete understanding and it may not be ill intent they just don't grasp it because either they (laughs) don't have something like that in their life they've never found something like that but then as you were saying there are people that have certain passions But they look at this as more of a hobby. This isn't really providing you with anything in a financial, stable, long-term type of environment. Let me start by saying, just so if anyone's listening, they go, well, these guys aren't... You know, they're talking experiences and, and things that happened in their lives and throwing out some, you know, there's this word again, advice. However, they're not these kinds of artists. And you're probably right. So... We've been fortunate enough, and I think that, especially in my career, that I've had a lot of control over what takes place daily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's always easy. Sometimes that decision is mine. Sometimes it's not. It's the luck of the draw. Because as I told somebody before, when somebody once said to me, um, oh, you should do it this way. I says, well, unfortunately, I don't dictate to the venue. Or to the other (laughs) touring bands, what you should be or shouldn't be doing, right? So I've been presented with an opportunity. Now I have to weigh out the options. So we have that ability to kind of pick and choose, in a sense, how we handle things, how we schedule things. Because of being on a certain level or even a limited level, however you want to call it. Yeah. And there's yeah. good and bad with all of that. Just so that we're having a distinction. Anybody that's listening go, Oh, these guys, you know, what do they think they are? You know. And you're probably right. I don't know. Every morning I go I look at myself in the mirror and go, Who the hell do you think you are, buddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why don't you go back to bed? You know what I mean? Sometimes I do. I don't know. Anyway. The point here is having the opportunity to interview lots of different artists on different levels, some of the guys at the higher end, I've had these same conversations. They've missed funerals. Because they're somewhere in Germany and someone passes away and they're in California, right? So, and birthdays and family functions, and sometimes they go months without seeing their family. Several holidays pass and they don't, you know, spend time with that. The thing that differentiates them at that level, what they're doing, and us at our level and what we're doing is, and Chris pointed this out, is that's their means of finance that's what's giving them their livelihood so you make a decision i'm either doing this or i don't live right that's their job when it's a second stream of activity for a lot of us we can make those decisions and for some in the band it's an easier decision than others yeah right because they know their place they know what they're doing and then for other people it's a much harder decision Because that passion runs differently, deeper, hotter, brighter. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Again, I'm putting this into context so that you could see where we're coming from. But then based on those decisions that we make, you know, how our experience has been. Now, going back to me, I've been very fortunate, especially with my wife. I met my wife in high school. I was already playing. She knew I was a musician that was playing regularly. So there was an early acceptance. She knew what she was getting into, kind of. I mean, who really does from the very beginning, but been always supportive. I also made it a point never to push or pressure my then girlfriend or my now wife to attend my shows, to follow me around, to be in the tour bus and all. First of all, I know what it's like on the road. I don't want to bring my wife because... It's uncomfortable. It's hectic. At times, it's boring and almost it challenges your functions on all levels. And it's usually cram-packed. We're not eating the greatest. We're not at the best hotels. I mean, believe me, where I vacation with my family is not the same places that I stay (laughs) when I'm on the road. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Right? So why would I put my family... In that, like again, I'm not Aerosmith. I don't have a big tour van. Everybody has their own, so you can bring your family. We're not jet setting from city to city. We are riding in a Toyota jam packed with equipment by our head. But anyway, my wife has always been super supportive. My children have always been super supportive. Saying that does not mean that it's always been easy on them either. Because, of course, at one time I was doing so many shows. I was never around, right. and there was times when my rehearsals were three times a week, and I wasn't getting home to 2 a.m., right. because I had to work all day, and rehearsal didn't start till 9, 10 o'clock, yeah. and then if we were recording, and you know these days, if you're working all day, and yeah. the studio is available at 10 o'clock at night, well, that's when you're booking, you're, so jumping in, yep. you're jumping in. You're jumping in. You're trying to figure. And then maybe all day Saturday, if you're lucky to get a Saturday yep. thing. You know, It hasn't always been easy. And I have missed, again, diligent that I have not missed major holidays. However, I've left the next day after a holiday or yep. I came home the day before yep. the holiday. Yep. But I've always managed because my kids were young at a time that my kids are grown now. And I wanted to be there for them. I mean, that's something that I made a decision on early in my life because of my situation. Family was definitely key to me. Like you said, with communication, if you're transparent, your family should understand because of who you are, what you bring to the table, and because you're communicating it to them, how important this is to you. Yeah. If they love you and you love them, there's that understanding because you would want that for them as well. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, yeah. I always struggle with relationships that I see, you know, as an observer. And again, this is just me observing. I never interfere because it's none of my business. That people get married and one of the spouses forces the other to stop what they're doing. But we were doing it before. Well, now it's different. Now it's different. I will say this. When I did get married, when I was official and i was out rehearsing late on a sunday night or you know whatever i did start to feel a little weird i was like well man my you know my wife's at home alone it was different when it was just me per se but then you know something did change but you know i had conversations about it and i even talked to the band and i got married early very young and i know people didn't quite understand where i was coming from Yeah. So there was like, you know, what are you talking about, man? It's just it doesn't make you know, it's not that big of a deal. But it was a big deal. And I think the people that are aware of it will do the best they can to balance out when you don't take stock in someone else's feelings and someone else's situation. It's then it's hard to relate. Right. Because then all of a sudden it hits you. Or you get hit by it and you're like, well, what happened? I don't understand. Everything seemed to be fine. Well, no, because you weren't reading the room. You never right. took time to consider someone else. When you are in these relationships, just like being in a band, you have to consider the other people. Because, again, here let's let's put it in a band situation. We go out. We're on tour. We're doing five nights in a row. First two nights, you're getting hammered after the show, which is affecting yeah. the day after, which is affecting your next show. Remember, now you're doing four or five shows in a row. Right. So right. now your decisions, your actions are affecting everybody else. Yep. Well, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But, and that's true. You do whatever you want. And I say that all the time to my guys. Listen, I don't care what you do. I do. But at the same time, I know it's, it's your life. You do what you want to yeah. do. But when whatever you do starts to affect me, then there's a problem. That's just like being on a sports team. Like, it's exactly. the same
0: thing. I, you know, you, know it, it, you can look at the NFL as a perfect example. You know, there's a dress code. You know, there's a curfew. You know, because if one guy is off, it could possibly throw the whole team off.
1: That's right, because women weaken legs. Amen to that, brother. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) There's somebody Uh, going, uh, oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with
0: your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels.
1: If you join a team and or community, there are certain standards. And those standards and practices are put in place so that everybody benefits. Now, somebody's going to say, hey, listen, there are standards and practices that are put in place so that only a few benefit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about if this is set up for success, total success for everybody. And relationships should be that as well. And relationships, whether it's a husband and wife or with your children, with your parents, with your siblings, with friends, with your band members, they're still like a criteria that has to be followed. for things to kind of go smooth it's not two people doing something parallel whatever they want to do no those lines don't run parallel they do but at the same time they intersect all the time yeah again my career is my career my wife's career is my wife's career we intersect quite often simply because we trust each other we're throwing ideas back and forth we're offering our input we're asking for input But at the end of the day, those things still run parallel. But it works like that because of the intersecting. Right. If there's no intersecting, then what do you need a relationship for? You're doing it on your own. Right. 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 And that's sometimes why guys go solo. You'll see that in bands because they don't want that intersecting. They don't want that input. They don't give input. They don't want to think about somebody else. I get it. I understand that. If you can acknowledge that, then that's okay. That's okay. So... Is it a balancing act? Yeah. And as Chris was pointing out, sometimes you have to weigh the options. Like, you have to say, is this gig super important? Is this going to make a difference in what I do next? Listen, some gigs do. Let's say this. In the grand scheme of everything, no gig is really ever that important. Especially on our end. Think about it. How many times back in the day did Guns N' Roses cancel shows? Right. Well... They're heading out on a big tour, and people are excited. So, as you can see, no gig. In that moment, that gig may seem super whatever, but has ticket sales diminished now that we know that Nikki 6 isn't playing his bass? Has ticket sales diminished because Vince Neil can't sing, or that they got rid of Mick Mars, and that Carmen Apice said that it's all smoke and mirrors? Nope. So is any gig really that important? We have to weigh out those options. There are some gigs, listen, and you can contest to this. I can as well. There are some gigs that just make absolutely no difference. Some you go to yourself and you go, this makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Right? Like, what
0: am I getting at? What am I, at the end of the day, what am I getting yeah. at?
1: Yeah. And what is the band getting Yeah. Out? How many times, be honest with yourself, how many times have you finished a show and go, why did I do this show? It's like, it didn't even make yeah. a difference. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. There's a funny, um, it's not a funny video, it's funny when you think about it. There was a video circulating last week of Guns N' Roses, pre, you know, Welcome to the Jungle fame. They were doing an acoustic set at some venue. They were actually doing one of the songs that came out later from that Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 album. Oh. And nobody's paying attention to them. <laughs> Like, Axel goes, hey, you think we can get a little darker in here? Because the lights were bright. All of a sudden, the the light guy shuts the lights off. He goes, yeah, that's good. (laughs) I didn't see that. That's amazing. There's just a camera set up, but you're hearing people drink and eat and talk. No one's paying attention to the band. Yeah, there's background noise. There's tons of it. That's what you're hearing. So, in, in essence, did that gig that they played there make any difference or an impact? Well listen, it gave the band an opportunity to be on stage, hone their skills, right? I mean, that's the Beatles model. They played right. and played they would play for eight hours when they were in Hamburg every day. Yeah. And half the time most people weren't even paying attention to them. They were just fiddling around sometimes to fill in the yeah. Yeah. But it honed that skill set that they were amazing players. They understood theory and stuff like that. My point is is as artists You have to just balance it out. If it's not your financial means, like you're under contract, like if you don't come on tour, you don't do the show, well, then you don't have a job. Well, that's different. That's different, right? Right. And that's your choice. That's your way of life. It's no different than you being the president of the United States, an astronaut, a guy in a submarine for eight months, a truck driver who's on the road seven, eight days a week, comes home a day, he's back on the road, whatever. But for guys like us, we can, you know, and that's, I guess, what we're speaking to. Because it's an indie in the trench type of show for that artist. And that's what we are, right? Yeah. We have to just make that decision. It's a balancing act. If you're by yourself, well, there you go. You got it made. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a significant other or other family members, friends, you just be transparent with them. And again, if they love you, they respect you, and you do the same for them, there's always a support. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Don't sweat it. Does that mean it makes it easier? Is that the green card to go do whatever you want? No, it's not, in my opinion, especially if you have a wife and you have children and if you have a job. Right. Even if you're not with somebody, don't have a wife or a husband, don't have children, don't have support, that kind of thing. You still have a job. Not all of us. I've met plenty of people that don't. Okay, (laughs) but let's speak to the people that do. Yeah. Not that we're alienating listeners that don't have a job. We love you, too. You know what I mean? But you still have to show up to work if you want your job. Yeah. So you have to work that out. You have to work that out. How many nights did you play during the week, and you got home at 2 a.m., sometimes 4 a.m., and you're back at work at 6? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just did it. I literally just did it. Just did it, right. I've done it, too. I've done it plenty of times. You know, especially in the early days... When you're just trying to make a name for yourself, you're trying to, you know, work stuff out, but a good show comes and a good show means it's a national, Your direct support, it's good PR, the marketing's great, you're being paid well. Well, well is, is relative, right? Especially in this <laughs> business, but especially in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, especially but, in our area. <laughs> okay, we're going to do it. You take that responsibility, you do what you have to do, but you don't forego your other responsibilities. Yes. You see yes. what I mean? It's like, I got to get to the gig. Well, if I don't put gas in the car, I'm not going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I think, too, like, going
0: back to what you were saying about taking your partner on the road, I think people, and it's fair, like, I totally understand it, but... I think people have this idea that what it's like to be on the road it's all fun and glamour when really it's like it's, you said, it's it's the inside of a van and you're just watching trees go by. Listen, anytime. can it be fun? Yes. Is well, it sure, glamorous? Sure.
1: No. Not at this level, it's not.
0: No. No. No, especially not this level. I mean you're you're literally you know, in a truck, in a van, whatever for hours watching trees go by.
1: And then you're at the venue for a million hours because your load in is two and you're not playing till midnight. Right, and and if you toured in Europe and you rented a vehicle, unless you're renting a commercial-sized van, which is outrageous, their biggest SUV is about the size of of an old sport Jeep here in the U.S. (laughs) Now, you try to cram four or five guys in there with a full complement and personal items, you're talking shoebox tour it. Yeah, and you want to bring your your wife and kids in that? I don't (laughs) think so. (laughs) Yeah, man. And, you know, there have been times, listen, bro, there have been
0: times where we've been on the road. You know, we didn't even have a hotel. Like, somebody offered up their house, and we're sleeping on the floor. We're sleeping on the couch. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to bring my, not that she would care, but I wouldn't want to bring my partner and be sleeping at some stranger's house. Like, it's just, it's not
1: as glamorous as people think it is. 2 a.m. diners. Though, listen, I like diners. I grew up in diners. My wife likes diners. We go to diners, you know, even in our personal life. But 2 a.m. diners? Yeah. Right. I (laughs) usually don't go out with my family at 2 a.m. That's a different beast. It is, man. It is. It is. You
0: know, and it's funny, too, because sometimes, like, you know, I'll send pictures home. Like, you know, if we're out on the road, we're at a gig. Like, I'll send pictures home to my wife of, like, five guys just sitting in a room. Like, everybody's on their phone just, (laughs) you know, and I go, you know, the glorious road life, like, you know what I mean? Because is it fun? Of course it's fun. It is a lot of laugh. Every once in a while, like, and I know you guys do too, when you plan your touring, you you try to plan a day off where you can go sightseeing and travel. But even then, like, even with sightseeing and traveling, and I've done the same thing, like, you're literally, it's bang, 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 bang. Like, you're traveling to, you know, you're rushing to see all these things because you got to get on the road for the next day. And, right it's not as as awesome as glamorous as people think it is it's not again do we have fun of course we do you know when you are traveling with a bunch of friends it is fun but it's not most of the time it's sitting around waiting and work i mean that's really all you know or driving like it's it's you know it's it's not easy it's not as glamorous as people think it is
1: no listen over the years i have taken my wife to shows some of our other members have done it as well but we independently traveled at that point. So it was maybe a one off right, show right. or two yes. days. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. We, it was within two or three hours, four hours of driving yeah, distance with yeah, right? course. Yeah. So we've done that. And there's been shows where I've said to her, I says, Listen, I says, We'll go and we'll do this. I go, but understand that you're probably not gonna see me a lot. So you're right. gonna be either Yeah, that's another sitting end of it here. Too, right? You know, so sometimes I try to get somebody else to go too in that so she's not completely alone. And then there's other times where, like, you know, like, I mean, I remember we went to New York, we opened for Britney Fox and I knew these guys from, you know, the 80s in the area. And I was like, well, come on up, we'll meet Johnny and, you know, and, you know, whatever. And so it was kind of like a thing and we we all went out to eat first and then we got a table and everybody's hanging. So it was much more, much more of a relaxing because I could, but there's a lot of times I'm not able to do that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the last thing you want is somebody sitting around a, a venue for six hours, you know. Yeah. And it, listen, a lot of these venues don't serve food or it's not the greatest food. And like, yeah, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? You're twiddling your thumbs. It's bad yeah. lighting. It's yeah. not like you're bringing the novel and uh, you got a feet warmers or something like that, you know. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's usually uncomfortable, that kind of thing. I remember like, you know, when I played at the whiskey, the one time I played we had gotten our own room. The next time I played, there was something going on and they had to cram several bands into one larger room. Which again, I don't mind that either. But the issue was, is we all had our equipment in there. And I didn't right. know any of these guys. I didn't leave that room for seven hours. Right. Like, Thankfully, like we've talked about before, Like, I usually pack food yeah. because of dietary issues and, and stuff like that. But man, I'm starting to go stir crazy simply because... Listen, man, I mean, I can't afford any equipment disappearing. And what's funny is that same night, the one band, the middle band, the guy comes back up. He's they're getting on stage, he can't find his effects pedal. Like somebody ripped it off. It was oh. he's gone nuts. And we were in this room. What was funny too is and I'm going to I'm going to digress. This band, they kept practicing in the room. I'm starting to go nuts and I'm starting to say Fellas, if you don't have it now, you ain't having it. It's time to pull that song. I'm I'm sorry to say, right? I've been around long enough. If you're still practicing it 15 minutes, two hours before you go on and you're having the same issue. Like, I'm not talking about they just kind of like real quick once. And we've done that at hotels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Chris, they must have did the song like 20 times. Guys, pull the song. Just pull it. It's going to save you and everybody else, and me at this point, a lot of grief. So sometimes you got to balance that out, too. Listen, that, that ain't working in the set. Pull and it. ain't working. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because,
1: I mean, after three times, one of our last shows that you were at here in the States, we butchered a song. I mean, we we butchered it. And I said, after three times, if we butcher a song... I pull it from the set and I, and I usually holler at the guys We're not playing that song ever again Or you have to prove to me That you have it That kind of thing That's the worst You just came off a real good song You butcher a song You go back into a real good song Like what happened to you guys there Did you Did you space out or something Yeah that's what we did So, you know what I mean? You got to give some songs. I interviewed Raven, the band, and they're doing their 40th anniversary tour of some album. And I asked him, Did you have any difficulty with some of the songs? He goes, Not really. He goes, We have played the songs out of context over the years, here and there. He goes, There was one song. He goes, The first night we played it, he goes, We just, it was terrible. He (coughs) goes, But we needed to get that out of our system. It was really bad. He goes, but from that point forward, yeah. Yeah. Even the pros have it. I remember Billy Gibbons saying from ZZ Top, once they're done the recording of an album and it's all finished and they know they're going to go on tour and they decide what songs are going to be on the set list from the new album, then they got to go in the rehearsal to learn the song. Because sometimes they're writing a song, it's demo form, and they're just kind of piecemealing it guy comes in they never really practice you know because there's lots of bands that do that as well and then they have to learn it to play it live and we're like that too at times it just happens you got to find that balance what do you think bud you got anything else you want to add it's super important to
0: have open communication and like you had said you know about you and your situation like you had been with your wife for a long time so she knew it And, and, you know, on my end, with my wife, she enjoys the music. She likes the original scene. She likes heavy music. And uh, so she's always been very supportive that way. But we're not, you and I are kind of different than, you know, a good portion of people. Uh, we have that a lot of people do not have that but that's why i think that that open communication is important now i'm not saying that what we do has been easy on our partners uh you know it, it again it has its moments but i think with you know some understanding and you know some talking it can be easy maybe easy is not the right word but it can be manageable if you're just open you know with how this is and i think it's also hard for people to understand Especially on our level too Like it's very important to guys like you and I You know, we put on the best show for the people that pay money You know, it's important to us for our fans to see a show So it is uh, important for us to be there and be at our best You know, when it comes to sacrificing other things Like I previously said about me traveling to California As hard as it was, I knew there was fans that wanted to see us And that was very important to me to be able to do that. So that sacrifice, even though it was hard, it it was something that I had in the back of my mind, that there were fans that paid money to see us, and it was important for me to be able to bring that to people. Yeah, I I just think that communication is super important and understanding, and I think the hardest part is trying to make people understand that this thing of ours, as they say, uh, this passion isn't just a fly-by-night hobby. It's, you know, it is ingrained in our in our DNA, uh, a lot of us, you know, because a lot of us, I don't know what we're going to do when the day comes and we can't do this anymore. As I get older, I'm often confronted by that, you know, about how I'm going to be able to handle not being able to do it. It's not just a fly-by-night hobby. It is definitely something that's very passionate. So having that open communication about how much passion and how much work it takes is very important.
1: Yeah, at 35 years plus at this age, I don't think it's a fly-by-night thing, right? I mean, I've met plenty of people that have. Listen, the truth of the matter is everything takes work, right? Everything, relationships, skill sets, getting up and down the steps, putting your pants on, tying your shoes, whatever the case is, it takes work. But that work pays off if you're diligent about it. And like you said, it's communication. It's being open. It's being honest. That's it. Yeah. If you're in a relationship of anything, whether it's the band, whether it's a spouse, whether it's family, friends, you just have to be considerate. I think there's a consideration. It doesn't mean that you have to curtail necessarily what you do or don't do certain things. It's just that, listen, you you lay it out there. Hey, this is what's happening. You know what I mean? So that they're aware if there is an issue then you work it out as it comes along or in our band we try to give as much leeway as possible very seldom has there ever been hey we got to play tonight you got to drop everything hasn't happened yeah like that i have had two three days but let me tell you something i weighed out the options Yes. Like when I got the Udo call, I even called the guys and says, "I don't care what you're doing Saturday. <laughs> we're opening for Udo." I actually said that. I know that seems inconsiderate. Maybe it was, but I knew no one was going to pass up on Udo. This was a Thursday. Right, right. We're playing Saturday. We normally don't do that. If it was, right. hey, I need you to play at the local watering hole this Friday, and it's Wednesday night. Everybody's ah, and I understand it, and I wouldn't even present that because of the consideration that I have towards the other guys and their circumstances, because I have similar circumstances, right? There's that empathy and compassion that we talked about. If you don't have that in your life, you can't expect it in return when you have a problem, right? When you have something you need to address with. Everything takes work. That's it. You also have a guy that's not around the corner either. No. Our singer lives two and a half hours away from us, right? Right. Right. So right. we have to take that into consideration. We've always taken it into consideration. We've worked Correct. around it. And I've to. always said, everybody like sometimes people panic and go, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. I mean, you know, whatever. I says, listen, if everybody's on the same page, we'll make it work however we have to make it work. You just need to communicate to me. I'm and that it. flexible. It. Yep. If it yep. comes down to the end and we've eliminated everything that whatever and we still can't do it, well then hey listen, there we have it. But if there's a shining light, well, then let's try to do it every weekend. Listen, you had said that you don't know what you're going to do when it's all over. And I know because we've talked about this before, even with myself. When I got back, I said, I'm going to do things the way I think they should be done for me. What I felt that wasn't being done or whatever. I feel that when I get to that point, believe it or not, I achieved every single goal when I got back into it already. Mm -hmm. But then I said, I want to move it up another notch. And each time I've done that. Right. I want to get to a point and I think I'm getting there. I really am. I truly believe that I'm getting there. That I'm going to get to a point if I don't have any regrets and that end comes. If death doesn't take me before that, if I have to make that decision on my own, then that's what it is. Because of the balance, the consideration, the open communication, transparency, I know that when this is over, I have a solid relationship to go back to to my wife, my children, their yep. new relationships, my family. The few friends that I still have left. Yep. So I don't have any regrets. Are there things that unfortunately happened because of decisions I made? Yeah. Well, maybe the truth of the matter is that would have happened anyway, whether I made that decision for this or something else or nothing at all. It's just life anyway. It's just life the way it is. Yeah. Yep. All right. If you liked that episode, check out some of our other episodes at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Step into the cosmic verse and fill that void. You may find your balance. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at the Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. Okay, folks, that will do it for another
0: episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see
1: you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.